You're listening to episode 30 of the Tennis Files podcast, where 15 tennis pros answer the question, how can our audience improve their tennis games? Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the show. I'm coming to you live from my professional studio in Maryland, aka my apartment bedroom. And uh, today I'm bringing you a special episode, which uh, I give props to from uh, attending the podcast movement conference in Chicago. One of the guys there, Pat Flynn, came up with a fantastic list of um, different formats for podcasts. And one of them was to ask different experts one question. And so as you could tell from the title of this episode, I asked 15 tennis pros from the ATP and WTA tours uh, the question of uh, how can our audience improve their tennis games? And so I got this idea in July uh, when I attended that conference. And then, you know, beautifully set up for me was the fact that the City Open uh, was at the end of July. So what I what I did was I, um, at the end of every single interview that I did with these pros, I asked them the, this question at the end, which was, hey, you know, our, our audience uh, wants to get some value from you, so... Um, what's one tip that you have for them to to really help them improve their game? So I asked the, this question all of them, and then they gave me um, mostly different answers. Some were short, some were longer. Um, obviously, these guys and gals were, uh, you know, they just come off the court and either won or lost. So, um, you know, I just uh, respect them for speaking with me and giving me uh, some great insights into what they think is the key to becoming better tennis players. And so we have comments from a lot of different players, and I'll, I guess I'll name them um, right before the clip starts. Um, but let's just get right to it. So the first person that we have is uh, Ala Kudrayetseva. You're welcome for that beautiful pronunciation there, which I practiced for like 30 minutes. But she is a great player. Um, she is, I believe, uh, what is her ranking? I wrote it down here somewhere. Um, yes, she is 155 on the WTA tour. Um, she's the first person that I spoke to um, that I interviewed at the City Open. And uh, she was really, really cool. Um, she was the longest interview that I had. It was about six minutes long or so. So I'm going to play what she th- um, said was the key or is the key to improving our tennis games. Here we go. Oh Jesus! Uh, keep it simple. I mean, I, I see. You know, I I help my dad at home, back at home to coach little kids, and um, you know, the more complicated they try to make it, the less successful they are. So keep it sim- simple. You know, uh, small backswing is what I do. You know, I don't like large backswings, uh, and keep your eyes on the ball, and that should be enough for actually anyone, professionals as well. You know, you. Keep it simple. All right. So I do like her comment and tip on, you know, what we can do to improve our games because keeping it simple is often the key to uh, just enjoying the game more and being able to play better tennis. A lot of times, um, and, you know, not tarping on tennis coaches, but they can make things too complicated or we can complicate them ourselves by saying like, okay, like to hit a forehand, we have to first rotate our shoulders and then, you know, swing this way and then um, look at the ball and then follow through. And I mean, there's like a lot of different components that um, sometimes it's just tough for us to take that all in at once. So it's it's definitely preferable to simplify things as much as you, as much as you can. Um, when you're learning a new technique, I like to just focus on one aspect of the stroke. So uh, until I get that uh, down. So say if it's turning your shoulders and I would just 
um, concentrate on doing that for an entire hitting session until I that became second nature for me. Um, and sometimes for some people, they just learn better by just simplifying things like uh, you can just say something like, for example, imagine having an exercise ball and um, turning, you know, and throwing it like sideways. And then sometimes that will help you, for example, hit a better forehand or something like that. So it just really kind of depends on how much information you can take in at once. And I'll also mention the fact that um, it's helpful for us to have shorter backswings. And that's definitely, uh, you know, it makes things a lot more simple. It helps us time the ball a lot better. And especially I find on the returns when when the, our opponents or my opponents are bombing them, uh, just, it's just a lot easier to shorten the backswing. Because if you swing... Uh, you have too too big of a swing, then you're going to hit the ball late. And um, for a lot of you, you should just re-examine whether you are in fact hitting the ball late, because you know you just the main thing is really just the footwork, and then um, you know using your legs, making sure that you you know hit the ball in the proper uh, proper contact point and finish the stroke. And so a lot of times you don't need a huge backswing to do all this stuff. So with that all said. Now let's move on to Bornak Choric, who is a fantastic young tennis player. Um, and at the moment, I believe he is in the top 50 in the world. Uh, let me double check that for you guys. Uh, just a second. Yeah, he's so he's number 40 in the world. Um, he's a great young talent. And he had some advice for us. And let me play that right now. Okay, so obviously that clip was about uh, 0.5 seconds long, but I mean, the fact remains that uh, Borna put it very, uh, you know, very succinctly and brief in that hard work is the key to improving our tennis games, and that's obviously um, one of the biggest reasons. I did survey about 70 college tennis coaches and about 30 of them replied. And so if you go to tennisfiles.com slash character and you check that out, you're going to see that the majority of the tennis coaches listed hard work as one of the biggest character traits or most prevalent character traits of successful student athletes. And so the same can obviously be said for uh, professional tennis players and for amateurs and for any tennis players because you know, obviously you can be the most talented person in the world, but hard work will trump talent as the old cliche goes. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, there's not much else to be added to that other than, um, that, you know, you just gotta be motivated and work hard as much as you can and just think of the future and the goals that you've set so that you can achieve them and you can never achieve your goals, especially if they're, um, you know, substantial and uh, lofty goals without hard work. Alrighty, so uh, let's bring in another clip. Uh, this one will be longer uh, from Camilla Giorgi. Uh, she is the uh, Italian tennis player, That's a really hard hitter. Um, she always goes for her shots, um, you know, no matter what. And um, she uh, she's ranked pretty high as well. Camilla is ranked number 66 on the WTA Tour. And here is what she, uh, what advice she had for us when I talked to her at the City Open. Uh, it depends. Uh, everybody's different. But um, yeah, I think it's more fun when you play more, more aggressive. But uh, everybody's different. Yeah? All right. So Camilla obviously advocates playing aggressive. And I definitely like that advice because think of... All the times when you had a, uh, you know, you had a tough, uh, a close match and it came down to crunch time, whether it was deuce at five all or it was match point or whatever. And then you played the point and you played it not to lose and you just tried to get the ball back. And then eventually your opponent took control of the point and beat you um, because they were the one who, you know, made the optimal play despite the pressure filled situation. And so I think that when you have a um, aggressive mindset, um, as long as it's not ridiculously aggressive, where you're just like, "Screw it, I'm going to smash this ball as hard as I can," which uh, you know doesn't make much sense, then it's going to really help you to focus on the process, 
Um, that was a big theme in uh, episode number two with uh, Keith Perrier, my my former college tennis coach at UMBC. And, um, you know, that way you're going to have less nerves. And, I mean, I think you're going to succeed as long as you play with controlled aggression, which, again, not to, uh, you know, toot all my articles, but I did write an article on controlled aggression, which I'll post in the show notes at tennisfiles.com slash 30. I'll have that article for you, uh, definitely interesting read, um, because I believe that the most successful players play with a happy medium. They don't overplay shots. They don't um, simply play not to lose and just get the ball back all the time, but they pick their spots. So they know when the right time is to attack and the right time to hit neutral balls and the right time to play defensive smart shots. So um, obviously, you know, take Camilla's uh, advice with some context and uh, thinking about optimal plays all the time. But um, playing aggressive can often be the best way to go and um, just help you focus on what you need to do to win. So thanks for that advice, Camilla. By the way, Borna and Camilla, they both did interviews with me after they lost their matches. Um, So again, I definitely appreciate them for talking with me. Um, now I am going to play a clip for you from Edward Roger Vaselin, who is a fantastic doubles player. In fact, he and Canadian uh, Daniel Nestor won the City Open Doubles Tennis Tournament. Daniel Nestor is 43 years old, which is ridiculous. And uh, Daniel couldn't be interviewed by me because he uh, was suffering from the heat. But anyway, so... Uh, Roger Vaselin, he's number 13 in the ATP Tour in doubles. And uh, here's what he had to say about my question, which I actually asked a variation of it for doubles. I know a lot of us play a ton of doubles in the USTA leagues and also just um, in in practice and in, in other tournaments. So here's Edward Roger Vaselin's tip for us on how to play, um, how to improve our tennis game uh, with regards to doubles. Well, the key is to, to keep playing. I mean, uh, most of the guys, they just play uh, once a tournament, like every every uh, 12 tournaments, and it's not enough. We have to to, to play a lot to, uh, to get uh, some, uh, you know, some, some things you, you're not able to do when, when you don't play so much. But uh, if I have one, uh, one advice, is to, to have fun, of course, but uh, be, be ready for the first shot. The first shot are the most important. That was our serve return and maybe the first or two volleys. This is one of the, because you don't have so many rallies in doubles, so be focused on the first or two shots. Great advice from Edward Roger Vaselin, a top doubles player. Obviously, uh, his answer was in two parts. And one, you know, we all know we, we need to play more um, uh, to improve our games. I mean, obviously, work smart, not hard. But if you can combine working smart with uh, working on your game more often, then you will get a better feel for your game. You'll get more reps in. I mean, personally, I have to play several times a week in order to uh, start getting a, a really good feel for the ball and having um, things become more automatic for me. But uh, Roger Vaseline's second point about um, being ready for the first ball is very uh, a very crucial one because especially as you get up in levels, you know you have to really be able to um, control the point with the first strike because, I mean, for instance. You know, I play at the five level and above, and so like these players, they have huge serves, boom, and then you've got to be able to hit great returns, um, you know, in the right spots. Otherwise, the net guy is going to be there to pounce on the ball. And so, if you can hit a great first ball, uh, whether it's to serve or uh, returning, then you'll be able to set up your partner or maybe even yourself again for uh, a finishing or deadly strike at the you know, to conclude the point. And interesting thing with Edward Roger Vaslin is that after a service game from either him or his partner, Daniel Nestor at the city open, he would ask the ball boy or girl for a tennis ball and he would actually hit the ball over. And I asked him in the press conference uh, after he won the doubles title with Nestor um, exactly why he did that. And actually kind of prompted his agreement when saying was this you know do you do this so that you can get a feel for the ball and he said yes so um and that's part of his 
get, you know, getting ready to,、uh, for the first strike, for the first ball, you know, because he's going to return and he hasn't hit a ball in a while. If,、uh, you know, if he's not serving, or even if he's serving, he hasn't hit a ground stroke in a while,、uh, most likely a lot of the time. So to get the feel for the return, he gets the ball and hits it over. So, I mean, obviously we don't have ball boys and stuff, but maybe try that out、um, before you give the balls to the opposing player in doubles. Just、uh, drop and hit a ball, and it may help you, whether by superstition or, or、uh, pure feel, to、uh, hit a better. Return. But, anyways, just focus on that first ball because it's going to set up everything else for you, especially in doubles. It's super crucial. Alrighty then.、Um, now we're going to go to my man, Ivo Karlovich, who has had a sick year.、Um, he was ranked as high as number 14. And then he,、uh, he won, I believe, an ATP 250 event before、uh, Washington, D.C., the City Open. He came to the City Open and Had some great wins. I remember him beating Steve Johnson and a couple other American players. And then he got to the finals and he was a game away from、uh, defeating Monfils for his first ATP 500 win. But、um, unfortunately for him, he didn't. But regardless,、um, you know, great tournament there. And then he just recently won another tournament, an ATP 250. And so Ivo Karlovich has climbed back up to number 23 on the ATP tour. You know, just a, a fantastic ranking given that he's 37 years old.、Uh, unbelievable. Huge serve. So let me play for you his advice on how our audience, you guys, can improve your tennis games. Here we go. For the audience out there,、uh, yeah, it must be my,、uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it,、uh, it's like、uh, everything every, every else, you know, if you do it. More than the others, you are, you are going to be better. So, so like now, if you, are, if you are practicing every day one hour, or like every other day one hour, try to do it every day or、uh, increase the、uh, hours to choose. Some pretty good advice from Ivo Karlovich.、Uh, obviously, he's been crushing it, so he knows what he's doing. And so, what I take away from that, and what you guys should too, is that. You, you have to kind of make your game and your practices more of a priority. So, you know, increase the number of hours that you're practicing.、Um, you know, say if you're trying to work on your serve and you're hitting serves、uh, just once a week, you up that to two times a week. And then you're going to put in more reps, and provided that those reps are of the right technique. Um, you're going to be improving yourself、uh, arguably twice as fast. And、uh, you just really have to dedicate yourself to the game and、um, just keep practicing, keep working, because you can't just sit on the couch and expect your game、uh, by some sort of mental magic to be amazing. You have to really get out there on the court, put the time in, and then when you do that, you're going to get the confidence. That you need and say to know that, hey, I've been working on my game. I've been playing good tennis. Now is my time to break through.、Um, I mean, I know for me, when I didn't practice that much or at all before tournaments, I would go in nervous and doubting myself.、Um, but when I came into tournaments, having practiced and giving it my all on, in the court,、uh, on the court as much as I could, I had a lot more confidence. And so, as Evo said,、um, just Put, put more hours on the court and in your game, dedicate yourself, and、uh, great things will happen. So, thank you to、uh, one of the tallest guys I've ever interviewed. I、uh, pretty much felt like I was going to break my neck、uh, looking at him,、uh, Ivo Karlovich. And by the way, if you guys just go to my YouTube channel, which I'll again I'll list that link on tennisfiles.com slash 30, or you can just type in tennisfiles、um, in YouTube. You will find all these interviews with you know, every one of these guys who I've uh, mentioned uh, thus far and will mention afterwards. So now let's go to、uh, the, the clip,、uh, the advice from James Duckworth, who is an Australian tennis player.、Uh, he was rising in the rankings and then he got、uh, injured, I think, last year, but he is making a good comeback. And I really love the advice that he gives to our audience because it's something that I've Written about and talked to to fellow players and students and things like that about how important this advice is.、Uh, James Duckworth is、uh, 199 on the ATP Tour. 
Um, but, you know, he had some impressive play, and uh, he, did, he did well at the City Open, um, from what I remember. Um, and uh, let's, let's hear what he had to say, some great advice on how you can improve your tennis game. Practice your serve a lot. The serve is the most important shot in the game, and uh, if you have a good serve, you can uh, you know, go, go a long way. Thank you, James, for you know giving us uh, probably one of the most important pieces of advice that everyone uh, here can hear, and everyone on the planet playing tennis, which is to practice your tennis serve. I mean, it's just unbelievable how important the tennis serve is. As I've mentioned before, you, know, you serve half the time, whether it's you in a singles match or your you and your partner in a doubles match, and it starts the point. You know, it's it's the one shot where you have complete control uh, of the point to start out. And so, I mean, it's all, it makes all the difference whether you double fault or hit a, a really crappy weak serve that your opponent can pounce on versus being, ha- being uh, you know, having that control to serve in the corners and hit spots and have control of what spin you put on the ball or, you know, the velocity and speed, if you can hit the the, the serve hard, which is, shouldn't be the first uh, priority, it should be placement. I mean, it's really amazing how much of a difference that makes. I mean, can you imagine, you know, John Isner or Nick Kyrgios with like a crap serve, you know, like a 80 mile per hour uh, spin serve or, or whatever, double faulting all over the place? I mean, they wouldn't be where they are today with such a huge serve. I mean, Ivo Karlovic... Uh, as great of a player as he is, I mean, he's winning, you know, so many points on his serve. So, you know, I tell a lot of people who email me, um, and, you know, I love, you know, all you guys asking me questions. I really appreciate and support. But the number one thing I always tell everyone is that um, the biggest and best investment, uh, the, you know, the most return on your money that you can get for investing your time and efforts and money is, practicing your tennis serve so please do that please allocate some time every week to just get out of basket of balls and and practice and also make sure that you're paying attention to your technique Uh, i really recommend recording yourself Um, you can buy stands really cheap on amazon and and, you know just have like a smartphone uh, attachment uh, that or you know you can obviously buy a camera or video camera but a smartphone is more than enough tape your serve and look at it and see you know what you're doing and what you can notice that's wrong or right you can also post your service um, videos on tennis forums like reddit and uh, tennis warehouse forums and men's tennis forums women's tennis forums whatever you can find maybe even facebook Uh, number one thing is to get a coach to help you with your tennis serve. Um, I just wrote an article, I believe it's entitled 10 Reasons Why You Should Hire a Tennis Coach. And um, I think I'll talk about that a little later too with another of our players' comments, but that's a great way um, to have somebody really refine your service technique uh, because there's a lot of things that I'm sure you can improve upon to gain more velocity or spin or placement on the ball and uh, really really succeed in your matches and control the match because of your serve. So awesome advice from my mate, James Duckworth. Um, Sorry for this crappy accent that I just tried, but uh, all respect to James. Now, so the next piece of advice that I am going to play for you is from Jessica Pegula, who did really well at the City Open. She, I think she was a wild card. She's from New Jersey. Um, and she made the semis of the City Open. Um, so yeah, forgive me if I got that uh, information wrong, but she's a very good player. And checking the rankings on this here internet, um, Jessica is 139 uh, in the WTA Tour. And so here is her advice on how to become a better tennis player. Six-year game plan, if it's the right game plan, you know, your chances of winning are going to be pretty high. 
Wonderful advice from Jessica, who, by the way, is actually from Buffalo, New York. Apologies for that, even though uh, Jersey is a great place to be. Um, And so I love what she said. So two things. One, stick to the game plan, um, provided that, you know, it's working or that it's the optimal game plan. And two, to stay mentally tough. And those were backwards. Um, uh, You know, she mentioned a mentally tough first. So we'll go with that. And so, you know, with staying mentally tough, I mean, that's just, I mean, you know, obvious to us, but it's a lot harder than it sounds. Um, you can be a great tennis player with all the skill in the world. You could have trained uh, hours on end, done everything right. But if you encounter something, uh, you know, a, a tough patch in, in your uh, tennis match and then you just blow up or give up, then you've wasted all that time. And so it's really important to put the mental component and skills um, together with your physical skills um, because I, I mean, there's, you know, there's something that to be said for somebody with, uh, you know, mental acuity. Um, for example, I've mentioned a lot of times in articles, um, how Brad Gilbert, who, you know, has, uh, not the most beautiful strokes. Um, you know, he was a great player. He reached, I think, number four or five in the world. And in his book, he talks explicitly about, how he was able to defeat um, players who were much better than him, whether technically or in size, physically, simply because he formulated a winning game plan and he was mentally tougher. Um, And uh, I actually have a podcast entitled Formulating a Winning Game Plan Before Tennis Matches, uh, and that's episode 13, so tennisfiles.com slash 13. And uh, in it, um, you know, it's just I talk about... How before every match, you should try to figure out your strengths. And then if you know uh, or can find out your opponent's strengths and weaknesses and also your weaknesses and to formulate a winning game plan based around that. Um, Sometimes you only know your strengths and weaknesses. So then you have to try to figure out what point patterns will best set up um, your strengths so that you can obviously strengths mean something that will uh, you'll be more likely to be successful at, um, you, you know, your your biggest uh, shots or your most your biggest weapons or your most consistent shots, whatever gives you the most success in points. And then if you can also find out your opponent's weaknesses, you can try to target that with your strengths. Um, if you know their strengths, you can try to set up the point to go away from those strengths. So it's always very helpful to formulate a good game plan and stick to it. And uh, it's kind of funny how that goes hand in hand with um, staying strong mentally, because if you formulate a game plan and stick to it, then you're you're letting go of all the extraneous things, emotional things that can affect you, such as, um, you know, tough points or tough breaks. Maybe the ball hits the net and goes over against you, or maybe there's somebody screaming at you or you know just like clapping when you're double faulting but all you're focused on is your game plan and implementing the right game plan so uh staying mentally strong uh is a huge key it's uh, a huge character trait of successful uh tennis players as i you know uh have written about and gotten advice from in in that um character traits article at tennisfiles.com slash character and uh yeah just some awesome advice from jessica so thank you for that. Now, um, I go to advice from Jordan Thompson, who is another Australian. And uh, he is number 92 in the world at the moment. And uh, he had some pretty good advice. So let's check it out. Get the ball on the strings. <laughs> that's a great one. Uh, that's all I got. Okay, so obviously that was uh, kind of funny and short. Um, but really, when you try to interpret that, which is what I'm going to do for you right now, it is pretty good advice because I take from hitting the ball on the strings to you really have to focus and look at the ball. Because, for example, you know, I've got a good buddy of mine um, who has a good game, but um, on his serve, for example, he tends to frame it a lot of times, especially when it's windy. And a solution to that is to simply look at the ball, focus on the ball focus on hitting the ball because a lot of times what happens is that we focus on where to hit the ball when we should be focusing on transferring all of our energy and uh, you know stored elasticity and such onto the ball 
So when a ball is coming at you, for example, so not a serve, you have to focus on really two main things, I believe. Just where you think the ball is going to end up within your strike zone, and then you know, to just transfer your energy as efficiently as possible into striking that ball. And so when you do that, obviously, you need to look at the ball. So a lot of us, unfortunately, uh, I mean, me included a lot of times, we either think about where the ball is going to go, where you want to hit it, or we look at the spot where we want to hit it too quickly, or we might whip our head around along with our bodies when we try to hit the ball, especially if we hit with a lot of topspin. And so what happens there is you end up framing the ball. So hit the ball on the strings. I mean, it's kind of simple, but at the same time, I mean, if you sometimes something like that, if focusing on that will fix a lot of issues. Um, so I encourage you to give that a try. And uh, one trick I like to do on the serve or even forehand, but especially on the serve, is to when you stare, you try to keep your eyes at the spot where you strike the ball for an extra second. And so what that does is that just ensures that you're looking at the ball when you hit it. And if you look at some of the best players in the world, I mean, not all of them, but for example, Federer, look at a picture of him, like as he strikes the ball, it's unbelievable. Even though the ball is coming so fast, his eyes are right where the ball is when he struck it. Uh, just unbelievable. Just Google Federer forehand or backhand and find one of those pictures. It's sick. So, uh, Jordan Thompson, thanks for the advice. Uh, it's a lot more uh, insightful than it might seem at first blush. All right. So, next piece of advice on how to improve your tennis games is from Lauren Davis. Lauren Davis, um, she played extremely well, uh, played like a boss, in fact, and she made it to the finals of the City Open uh, in the women's draw. Um, Lauren Davis is a uh, you know very athletic, uh, powerful player, in my opinion, and she is currently ranked 105 on the WTA Tour, so that was a great result for her. And let's see what she has to say about how we can improve our tennis games? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I don't know. For me, it's hard work, putting in the work, um, and not just uh, aimless, but having a set goal and knowing what you're doing and improving every day. So just like uh, Borna Chord said, um, Lauren advised us that we need to work hard. Um, you know, I won't belabor that point, but she makes another great point about our goals, working hard every day to with our goals in mind to, to reach them. And, uh, you know, I wrote an article entitled, uh, what the heck is it titled? It was, it was uh, Setting Smart Goals for Tennis Players. Um, just published that, I think, a week ago. And so I include in that guide, uh, sorry, in that article, a free downloadable guide, um, which will, which is a fillable worksheet actually. So it goes through the criteria for um, setting smart goals, and then it also includes a fillable sheet, and then a checklist to ensure that you craft the perfect goal to to be where you want to be in your tennis game and your life long term. And so it goes through the criteria. Um, you should really check that one out. Uh, I really encourage you. I mean, the first step to success is you need a roadmap. And when you have a roadmap, what is that roadmap? It's it's goals. So you go and you set your long-term goals. Where do I want to be? For example, in 10 years, what do I need to do in five years to help me reach that goal? Uh, what do I need to do in two years and one year to reach that goal, you know, the, sh the shorter term goal to help me reach the long term goal. And so, you know, this the guide that I wrote, uh, the article in the guide and the fillable worksheet and the checklist just uh, will help you craft the right goal. Because a lot of times we have goals that are just not um, specific enough or they don't have a, a time period set on them. And then it just doesn't it doesn't provide us with enough direction um, or a realistic goal or something that we can really strive for and say, hey, this is tangible and we can we can reach it, you know, and then we won't end up um, being consistent in our actions um, to, to get to where we want to be. So uh, great stuff from Lauren on goals and hard work. Appreciate that. 
Um, so now I'm going to play a clip for you from Mackenzie Mackey McDonald, who I had the pleasure of interviewing at the City Open. Um, he had a very tough match against a Colombian tennis player who was ranked, uh, gosh, I think uh, like a hundred. You know, I I can't remember, but he was a solid guy. I mean, solidly ranked player, and Mackey, who's ranked uh, about four hundred ish right now, um, almost beat him, and so Mackey. Uh, had an amazing college tennis career. He actually uh, won both the singles and the doubles titles at the NCAA uh, Tennis Championships in Division One. So uh, for uh, playing for UCLA, so just amazing to to win the double. And um, Mackey had some good advice for us. Um, just checking on his ranking, he's 412 in the world. And so here's what he had to say about um, what we can do to improve our tennis games um you know you really just can't get down you always gotta stay positive and keep working hard and be dedicated um i mean a sport like this you can't get down a lot of the times i mean lost four matches in a row but i can't i can't look at that i gotta gotta keep pushing it keep getting better so that's all that matters Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. I think this advice is uh, super critical. Uh, thank you, Mackie, for just mentioning this to our audience. Uh, it was one of my favorites um, because you really have to stay positive. I mean, this is reminiscent of the advice that uh, we received from Trent Huey, who is, uh, I believe, like the number 18th doubles player in the world, um, about just staying positive. Uh, Mackie talks about how he's been on a streak, at least at that time, where he lost four in a row. But Uh, You know, you can't get down on yourself. You've got to keep going and keep focusing on improving your game. Um, Everyone has rough patches. Um, It's part of life. You're not just going to have an upward stock chart going uh, straight to the heavens. I mean, you're going to have peaks and valleys and such. And so just keep going and keep the goal in mind. Try to stay consistent in your habits no matter what. Don't try to, don't let, um, you know, failures uh, set you back. Just try to learn from why you failed and what you can do to uh, get better and come back stronger the next time. And uh, just keep at it, man. Uh, Don't let anything bring you down. You know, super huge key there. So Mackie, you're the man. Uh, Doubles, uh, you know, a double championship at the NCAAs. And now, uh, you know, he turned pro, uh, signed with IMG. And um, now he's, uh, he's playing super close matches with tough players and i think he's he beat uh somebody inside the top 100 uh already so uh great stuff from mackie best of luck with you and your career so um let's go with alexander Peya, who is another elite doubles player and i asked him um you know what he thought about how we can improve our tennis games and i also did um spin it in the respect of uh doubles so I think that's going to be, you know, definitely helpful for us. Alexander Pea, he is number 25 on the uh, AT- in the ATP Tour in doubles. And um, I believe they got to the, is that the semis or the finals of the City Open? I can't remember. But they did really well. And, well, they being him and his partner. So, yeah, um, here is uh, some advice from Alexander Pea on how we can improve our doubles games. I mean, in doubles, it's in general very important like, to, to take away the middle, to cover the middle strong, uh, make the, the opponents hit uh, a very good shot. Uh, uh, that's, that's what's uh, very important in doubles. All right, so there's Alexander Pea's advice on uh, playing better doubles, and that's to take away the middle. Uh, and I just checked uh, the wonderful interwebs to uh, confirm, or rather find out how he did. So he did get to the finals with Lukas Kubat. Um, reminds me of robot, but, uh, you know, great playing from both those guys and getting to the finals and, uh, succumbing to, uh, Edward Roger Vaslin and Daniel Nestor. So in regards to taking away the middle, um, that's huge. Um, because obviously 
it's a lot tougher to pass uh, you know, a team trying to get the angles or hitting in the alley. And so if you can successfully cover the middle, I mean, that's really, I mean, the most important part of the court. Um, you're going to establish yourselves. And uh, it's just mentally a lot harder to pass a team when you know that they are controlling the middle uh, of the court, of the net. So I encourage you when you play with your partner to try to have that mentality Say, hey, you know, we got we got the middle. You're not going to pass us here. And uh, uh, be my guest to try to pass us, um, you know, on the side, uh, on the alleys and, and hit crazy angles and stuff. But, uh, you know, establish the middle. I've heard that a lot from doubles players and uh, good ones. And then uh, I think you're going to be very successful. All righty. Um, here is a clip uh, advice from Melek Jaziri from Tunisia. Um, he actually did extremely well at the tournament. He beat Kevin Anderson, who is a former, uh, I believe, uh, number 14 ranked player in the world uh, at the City Open. Yeah, I mean, he's just a great player. And um, he is currently ranked number 53 on the ATP Tour. Malek um, Jaziri is. And so let's listen in on the advice he has for our audience. I mean, like, what? All right, some nice advice from Malik Jaziri of Tunisia. Um, you know, this is a combination of working hard and listening to your coach. And so in my article about uh, 10 reasons why you should hire a tennis coach, I mean, um, we're not all Nick Kyrgios where we can just go out and like we're so talented that we don't need a coach. I mean, the thing with a coach is that they provide a lot of things for us, including being a mentor, uh, supporting us, and uh, very importantly as well, being able to spot mistakes that we can't see because, I mean, they, you know, a good tennis coach uh, has a lot of experience and knowledge that they've gained from years uh, coaching others and reading books and watching videos and such that they can spot things that you wouldn't know uh, are wrong in your game or that you just never notice. I mean, the second best thing is to videotape, but, um, you know, the coaches, yeah, you really should listen to them because they oftentimes know better than, than you on how you can best uh, improve your game and what you need to work on. So, uh, yeah, best bet, listen to your coach and work hard, and I think good things will happen. Alrighty, so now um, some advice from Yen Sun Lu, a nickname Randy Lu. Uh, I love Randy, man. He was so nice. Um, even though he lost, he gave us, uh, I think, like a five-minute or so interview, which, again, you can check out on my YouTube channel. Uh, just Google Tennis Files. Actually, you can just go to tennisfiles.com slash YouTube. I don't know why I didn't mention that the first time I talked about the interviews online on YouTube. And uh, Randy, he's actually on the ATP Players Council. And um, fantastic advice. Coming up right now from Randy Lou. Uh, I mean, it's it, it, not. I, I have to see how how they. But I mean, important is to improve the game. I mean, I I, I don't say to improve the game, but important is I I, I saw a lot of problems from the amateur uh, tennis player or, or people they play tennis. They always missing to to do the warm up. And uh, you know, you if you want to keep your body healthy, even after your exercise and after your tennis sessions, I think the warm up session is very important. You know, many many amateur player they they just jump into the court one second and you know start to play full power. I, I mean, of course you you like to have fun, but the important is your healthy uh, issues. So so I mean, it's very important to do the warm up first and to jump to the court. So this is my advice for the even the, the player and the, the people like tennis. Yeah. So Randy Liu, uh, Taiwanese tennis professional player. Just some great advice. I mean, obviously, it took a tiny bit of time to, to get there. Um, but he was just talking about how it's so important to warm up. And uh, warming up is just really crucial. I mean, even I forget to do it sometimes. But uh, it's especially the older you get, but really just uh, at all ages, warming up the muscles will ensure that you are not 
susceptible to injury. It'll decrease that uh, susceptibility as much as possible. You got to get your muscles warm and ready to go um, in the optimal state for you to perform at your best. I like to always have a jog and do dynamic exercises. Um, that is a, a better way than to simply uh, static stretch when you're cold. Um, so, yeah, I mean, warming up is just, uh, you know, really the way to go. Always warm up before your matches. I mean, try playing a match cold versus warming up. And, um, you know, the, the hitting warm-up five minutes before simply isn't enough. I mean, the best is to get a little groove um, by, you know, doing the dynamic stretches and then hitting before your matches. I mean, uh, you know, try to emulate the best players. You're going to see them warming up for like 20 to 30 minutes or so, uh, even more. I mean, I used to think that, oh, you know, I got to conserve my energy, so I'll just sit on my butt and not do anything. And then I'd always have a, a very crappy start, and I wonder why. I'm down love five and uh, not feeling awake, and that's because I didn't have a warm-up. If I had just warmed up, I mean, I just experienced this like a couple months ago playing a tournament. Um, I unexpectedly got a call to go to uh, Tennis Plex to, to play because there was like rain delays and stuff, and so I didn't have a warm-up, and not saying that's why I lost, but I mean, um, I was just still asleep, and so I wish I had gone to warm-up just two hours in advance so that there was no question of whether I would be able to warm up. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, so warm up, man. Do it. Okay, um, another uh, great Asian player that's next up to give us advice is Yuichi Sugita. Um, he's a fantastic Japanese player, ranked number 83 on the ATP Tour, and here's what he had to say about improving our tennis games. I'm not so tall, so I need to do more info for the hook work. Hook work? Yeah, so it's more important for me. So I need to do more physical, strong, and also mentally. It's very important for me. So it sounded like Yuichi Sugita mentioned three things uh, footwork, mental game, and also to get stronger as well. Um, I mean, footwork in particular, though, is really overlooked. A lot of tennis players focus on the technique as far as the, uh, you know, what are the arms doing and the shoulders and, and everything like that. But if you're not in position, you can have the most wonderful technique in the world and the ball is just going to fly past you into the back of the court or the fence. So uh, definitely footwork plays a huge part. Um, I mean, a lot sometimes in matches I feel like I'm not in the optimal position, and so I end up having to reach for the ball, or I hit the ball late, or whatnot. But if you can just imagining, uh, sorry, imagine that you have to position yourself as best as possible to hit a great shot, that's really going to help you improve your game. And it's also going to relax the upper body, which is uh, one thing that I hear some people saying uh, about having a quiet upper body. Sometimes people, when they focus on their upper body technique, again, they, they may be too tight because it's a new uh, motion or you know, technique. But especially when you're playing a match, the sometimes the footwork will slow down and you'll think about the, um, the hands and the arms, and that's not the right thing to do. The better thing to do is to intensify, um, increase your footwork intensity, and then your upper will relax and you'll hit a better shot. So try that. Um, that's usually the number one issue with, uh, with tennis players is just the footwork. So uh, I encourage you to, to focus on footwork on your next hitting session and uh, up the footwork intensity and see how that works out for you. It's probably going to work out really well and you're going to get a lot better workout and you're going to get to the ball quicker and get to more shots and be more consistent and have stronger legs. Uh, that's pretty dang good. A nice list of benefits. All right, so we have gone through 14 tennis pros and their advice on how to improve our tennis games. And so the last one is from Alexander Dolgopolov. And let's listen in on what the Ukrainian tennis pro had to say about our question. To improve their tennis well, game, pros or kids? Uh, amateurs. Amateurs. Amateurs just have fun on the court. Have fun? That's it, bro? Look, I mean, having fun is really, really important, uh, much more important than you might think. If you're not having fun playing tennis, 
I mean, you should either take a break or maybe consider playing something else because ultimately, you know, you only have one life and you should be having fun. But I think that, um, you know, by the same token, playing tennis uh, is a tough game and you really have to try to persevere. And so with that, you, you have to remember what attracted you to the game in the first place. So when we're down, um, we have to just think about, you know, for example, why we love the game. It may be because it's because of the competition or because of the feeling we get when we hit a well-struck ball or maybe it's a social aspect of tennis. But um, Dolgopolov, the 58th-ranked player on the ATP Tour, um, he's definitely having fun in most of his matches, and I think it definitely helps out. Um, you know, everyone's different as far as what they show on the court, but deep inside, you have to be happy with the game and with with what you're doing. And so uh, just keep it positive. Keep it positive and enjoy tennis uh, as much as you can. The more you enjoy something, the more passionate you will be about it. And when you're passionate and enjoy something, you're more likely to improve and uh, just, you know, have a better quality of life because you're having fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Alexander Dolgopolov, pretty solid advice there. So, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this special episode of the Tennis Files podcast. Shout out to my girlfriend, Cheryl, who suggested that I stand up while I uh, f- record this podcast, um, st- trying different things out. And I think I definitely am really into it standing up. Uh, we'll see if I continue this later down the road instead of sitting on my butt Um, But no, it's good stuff. And, uh, you know, again, I mean, thanks so much for listening. And uh, I really encourage you guys to subscribe to the show. So, uh, you know, the benefits of subscribing is simply that you will get these episodes automatically delivered to your podcast app as soon as I hit the publish button. Because a lot of times when I you know, when I publish these episodes, if you're not a subscriber, you have to actually go and search for my podcast and then you have to click, double click it or whatever to, to play it. And, and also it doesn't populate immediately. It takes a few hours in a lot of cases, um, at least on iTunes and the apps. But if, if you're a subscriber, as soon as I hit that publish button, shabam, it's there for you. So I encourage you to, to subscribe on uh, iTunes or whatever app you use to listen to the show. And that would be awesome. And obviously, uh, check out all the links uh, that I mentioned on the show in the show notes at tennisfiles.com slash 30 for episode number 30. I just want to leave you guys with a quote like I love to do at the end of the show for some extra motivation. And this quote is from the great Michael Jordan. And he said, you must expect great things of yourself before you can do them. So that's it, guys, for episode 30. And I really hope you enjoyed this special episode and learned a lot from the tennis pros. Uh, Thanks to all of them for speaking with me at the City Open. And, uh, you know, take at least one piece of advice from these uh, guys and girls, uh, the best tennis players in the world, and apply them to your game. And I know that your game will improve by leaps and bounds. So all the best to you guys. Uh, Keep improving your tennis game. Keep analyzing and seeing how you can make your game more efficient, more uh, effective, and uh, be a thinker out there. Always try to refine what you're doing and, and, and always strive for... to become better every single day that you're on the court. Okay, guys, we'll see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files podcast and share this one if you loved it. Take care. See you soon. Mirbon out. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.